This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 18th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down a seven-game Friday slate. My favorite number of games, by the way, lucky number seven. And good thing because I'm by myself today, so I'll be been a while since the solo pod. Should be fun. I kind of wanted to do one on Saturday, like for the season-long peeps, but it's fun. So you'll be, <clears throat> we'll be here. Tough doing the solo pods DFS style, looking at prices and all that, but we'll give it a go. A lot going on. A lot of exciting games. I'm really excited to talk about. Sorry for the double exciting, but that's the best way to describe the game I want to talk about most. Boogie Cousins is back, baby. I cannot wait for to see this guy on the floor again. Had that devastating Achilles, but he's back. He's been going on court for over a month now. So Steve Kerr, if you haven't haven't followed along, for about a month now, he's talked about conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Like I feel like he's going to be pretty close to ready. And he's cheap. I mean, for a guy... That okay, so he was with Anthony Davis, right? Like thirty usage rate, monster player, ADs AD, even when he doesn't go to the locker room, especially when he doesn't go to the locker room. But he had a thirty-two usage rate uh, with with AD too, um, and then the year before that, it was thirty-six. So this guy is one of the most higher-used players, maybe in the history of the NBA, and he goes into Golden State with. Two of the greatest shooters ever, one of the best passing big men ever, arguably the best isolation scorer ever. It's just going to be so fun. I can't wait to watch this. They got a high-scoring game. They're the high-scoring team of the night at 125. And Boogie's too cheap, man. I mean, you're going to play DeMarcus Cousins at 4-6. You know he's going to have that extra edge. Uh, like he, he's too cheap. Like I feel like the, both DK and Fandom put him too cheap. Like He should be in the 6s and 7s. Um, so his ownership is going to be really high. I don't care. Like I said, he's been going through a lot of stuff. Kerr said he hasn't quite figured out the rotations yet, well, how he's going to treat him and everything, but he's going to start. you got to think he's going to get early early sets to him. Um, granted, the Warriors are playing really well. They're playing probably their best ball of the season. Talk about one player in particular who's ridiculous. And But he's going to he's gonna get, so you figure, you know, seven, eight minutes, first quarter, Seven, eight minutes, third quarter, and then maybe uh, he may not close here just because just he has to get accustomed to the team. But you figure he's got 18 minutes uh, at worst. So for as high usage he is and as productive as he can be with other categories, he really grew as a passer last year. It's just going to be so fun to watch this team. I can't wait for it tonight. Um, so yeah, you're, you're playing the Marcus Cousins. Other guys I'd be a little scared about except for one guy in particular. Um Draymond Green's passing has been spectacular lately. I think he's like 53 to 2 or 3 turnovers his last 5 or 6. He's just been diamonded up. Um, but again, um, he's going to be tough to play with Boogie taking shots. Boogie's you know one of the more unassisted guys in the NBA. Doesn't really work, count on his teammates as much as some other guys. But he's alright. Uh, I don't really want to play KD at his price with DeMarcus Cousins, a guy who needs usage. 
But I still like Steph. Um, Road Steph this year has been just outstanding. 31 usage rate, 70.4 true shooting. He has a 32.2 usage rate in January. Um, just lighting it up. Making over seven threes a game. like It's just crazy. Uh, and then also, he lit up Avery Bradley in the last game. He scored 23 on 44 possessions on Avery Bradley last year. Excuse me, in the last game. That's the second most points he scored on anyone per game. Frank Neilkina had 24 uh, for Steph. So it's a great matchup for Steph. They cannot guard him. I'll talk about some things Doc Rivers said in a second. But, yeah, you're going to want to – I like Curry and Cousins. Uh, this is a pretty stackable game. You hope the Clippers can play this one close. It's eight-point spread, 125-117. It's at Staples, so that's a, a positive as well. But, um, yeah, that's kind of it. It's kind of those two guys. Uh, I don't. I liked Iguodala. He's been pretty solid, but you got to think with Cousins in the mix, they're going to go a little bit lighter on the Hamptons five lineup. They used it about seven and a half minutes uh, against Dallas. That's one of the highest they've ever used it. They used it last game, so they're starting to use it more. But now with Cousins in the mix, this five star lineup, I think it's what they're calling it, kind of a tie into uh, I guess the Uber Lyft thing that comes from uh, San Francisco. So, anyways. Yeah, that, that, that's what that is. Okay, let's get the Clippers here. So if you're going to play Cousins, you're going to play Steph, you're going to want some guys to play here. Doc Rivers had a 12-minute press conference in the last game. And I kind of want to go over some highlights here. So I'm going to talk about Avery Bradley first. Avery Bradley, obviously you're not playing him. But he was he shot the ball well in the last game, but he got destroyed. And like Doc Rivers was talking about him for 30 seconds, and he, he's like, yeah, he's shooting, coming off screens, playing better on offense. And he said at the end, but still... Because Mitchell beat him up. And again, Curry beat him up in the last game. Like, I feel like I want Ty Wallace in there. I want Ty Wallace to start. I think he could start. So, I mean, if you want like a straight-up dart throw minimum player to, to put in there, Ty Wallace is 3-5. So, um, and then really the, the big quote of, of it all was he was at – Doc Rivers was asked about what can change schematics, you know, lineups, whatever it is. And he said all of the above. Uh, he made it a couple hints that he's making a change. He said that there's not enough Avery Bradley and Pat Beverly combination mints. So again, that makes me go, aha. Uh, and I feel like Ty Wallace is shooting better from three. So um, dart throw, late start. Um, if you want a guy that you just can, you know, fan duel, take the minimum and you're straight. Um, and just hope he does something. I think Ty Wallace is one of those guys. Uh, it's still a minimum for me. Um, if you and again, if if the Warriors blow him out, you should get garbage time too. So, um, you know, has length. I, I just think he matches up really well against this team, uh, and in that way, Doc does get to play Avery and Pat together. So keep an eye out for that. Again, that's me guessing. So hopefully that's that works out. Um, and again, he's three five. So you know, if he gets only six seven points, like you can't be mad at me. <laughs> Anyways, um, some other notes from Doc. Uh, he had said. I still think he wants to play SGA. I feel like he's getting pressure from the front office to play him. Like, he keeps defending him. They keep coaching him up. I feel like they may not... Maybe they do, but I feel like they want to get him out there. SGA plays his better games against good players. Like, we saw him go off against Dame, some other guys. So, another guy who I would consider... Uh, again, he's, his price is down. He's playing really poorly. Um, so, he's 3-6. But, again, so those guys, if you want to play some cheap players uh, and stack this game, I think I would start there. Um, but again, he has to play better. Um, Doc said his turnovers were too bad, all this stuff. So a lot of improvement there. Uh, Gallinari was on KD by far the most amount in the last game. I can't do that. I don't really like to play guys except for like Kawhi, I guess, uh, who are going to be guarding 
uh, KD a lot just because I feel like it's going to be an exhausting endeavor. Um, let's see here. And he uh, Doc does want him and Lou Williams to get to the line more. That He kind of made a point at that in the, in the last post-game press conference. Um, let's see. He did say, so he was asked about, hey, with Cousins coming back, would you start Boban against Cousins? He said, quote, I don't see that. Not because of the Cousins matchup, it's because of Curry. Uh, was the reasoning why he wouldn't want to start Boban. So not a Boban night, especially with Cousins kind of in the same neighborhood price-wise. So we like Boban, but instead just use Ty Wallace or, or Shea and take that zero or close to zero instead. Uh, more Doc stuff. He said that um, they were an individual offensive team and there were too many breakdowns defensively. So he was just going off on his team for like 10 minutes. So again, I feel like changes could be coming. He did caution everyone that like, oh, you know, it's tough because you don't know if it's on you or your players. But they're have, they're playing their worst ball of the season. It's against the freaking Warriors, so I feel like if a lineup change comes tonight's a good night to do it. So I think that covers that. So after that, so it's pretty much the cheap guards. I can't really sign off. I guess I could get if you want to play a higher priced clip, but he's gonna have Draymond on him. So I don't really like any of the higher priced clips. Um, I can't really Gortat. Uh, actually, no. I guess it would be it would be Trez. Uh, he's expensive though. He's eight thousand, but. Um, I could see him having a good game. Um, he won't have a high ownership at all. It's really high price for him. So, Okay, so let's go back to kind of the order we usually go chronologically based on starts. And we're going to start with second game. That is Boston and Memphis. Both teams play tomorrow on Saturday. Memphis only has 98 projected, 109. They're just terrible. They still have slow-mos out. They're, they're just playing the worst basketball of the season. Um, even J.B. Bickerstaff was asked about tanking he said there's no signs of punting didn't want to use the t word uh, so we'll see what happens with that um uh, we thought justin justin holiday played better uh jb talked him up he said quote it's not as if we found him off the streets he's got a history of productivity um uh, finally had our, i think his first make in the right corner which was his bread and butter shot uh, you know primarily a I think 20% of his shots in Chicago were from corner threes, and that number is like cut in third or so. So maybe they try to get him involved more often, especially against Boston. They're going to have a tough time getting shots inside. Um, he did say that nothing is off the table regarding lineup combinations and so on and so forth. We've seen Shelvin Mack play both with Conley and without him. Same with Javon Carter, who, by the way, uh, he has like a minus five net rating, which isn't terrible considering how poorly the Grizzlies have played overall since he returned. But he hasn't won a game yet. Uh, every game he's been active, he has not won. They're 0 11. So uh, I don't think it's going to be tonight. I feel like this is going to be a blowout. So I'm not too into this game. Uh, again, if you're looking for cheap plays here, uh, you're going to want to look at I mean, maybe Javon, if you're going for garbage, he's 3-8. He steals the ball pretty well. His assists are all right. But, again, you're risking zero for sure. Um, and then Shelby Mack, again, risking zero because he may they may play Javon. They may play Holiday more extended minutes. I, th- I feel like they're going to play Holiday more. Um, they want to kind of get him going, possibly to flip him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But I don't really like Conley. I don't really, yeah, I don't really like anybody. So I'm going to move on from that one. Boston, uh, big win from them in the last game. Kyrie went off with the passing. Obviously, there's other Kyrie Irving quotes that you've probably heard a million times with LeBron. But I thought it was interesting. He said, quote, somehow people still think I can't pass. So maybe he'll be looking to pass more. That'll be good for other guys and shooters and so on. But again, this is kind of a game to avoid. You're talking about a low total blowout. Uh, I I think Boston mops the floor with them. I can't play Al Horford. He still has that... 
mega wrap on his knee all the time. Uh, again, back-to-back. So you feel like if it gets kind of blown out, they'll cut minutes back. So I'm kind of off everyone. Um, I mean, there's other guys. Irving's 9-6. Like, that's pretty high for him. I feel like I can't go after that after the strong game. Um, yeah, I mean, Tatum looks pretty good. He got the Nike Adapt sneakers on. He's 6-5. That's not a terrible price. Um, I guess Jaron Jackson's not a bad one either. He's 5-6. That's a pretty good price for him. Should be able to avoid foul trouble. So I guess that's probably the guy, uh, besides others. And we should know who starts. So if it should be Justin Holiday starting. So I don't think I can... 4-1, yeah. I guess if he starts 4-1, you could throw him in there. Um, after the JB quotes. Okay, we'll move on here. Uh, we got Heat 103 at Pistons. They both play tomorrow, 105 for the Pistons. Dragic still out. Josh Richardson is questionable. That's a new one. Uh, and then Ellington's also questionable. Ellington reportedly, um, they're working on a trade for him. But Heat are in a tough spot here. They got pretty much 12 guys, you know, assuming Ellington and Jay Rich do play. Not saying they do. They may not. But when everyone's healthy, excluding Dragic, you got 12 guys all pretty close after the, you know, Jay Rich gets his minutes, Wade does, Bam does. But. Your Derek Jones Juniors, Joe Lennox, James Johnsons, McGruders, all these guys, waiters, um, they're sometimes on the outs with playing time, uh, which led to Dion Waiters saying, F word, patience, uh, if I'm out there, play me. And he was fine. Uh, Spoke called it not acceptable behavior, and he said it's going to be, quote, very difficult for Dion. So you are not playing Dion Waiters, even if Jay Rich does not play. So let's talk about the heat rotation first. So, okay. So here's what's going to happen. If Jay Rich doesn't play, I would expect Tyler Johnson to start. Uh, I feel like Tyler Johnson is going to be able to... Uh, they, they play next to Winslow all the time. Not foreign territory. Winslow will still handle the ball. I still think he'll be fine. But that'll, that would mean... So a couple games ago, um, Waiters checked in for Winslow. So that'll probably happen again. Uh, I think they really like Airplane Mode off the bench because he could kind of be the Swiss Army knife. Whereas if a guy's in foul trouble, okay, check him in there. Because he's checked in, he's checks in for everybody. He checks in for Richardson, Magruder, James Johnson, um, pretty much anybody up the middle, uh, airplane mode will check in there. So if those guys are out, even if airplane mode doesn't start, I think he would be a good option. I think he's got um, more minutes late. Uh, obviously, they want to get rebounding against Strumman. They really like his offensive and defensive rebounding with his athleticism. So he would be a possible play for me. Um, not the strongest of strong plays. Um, obviously, Winslow would probably benefit. Um, you would think, I still can't play Olenek, and Wade would probably benefit as well without Jay Rich. Maybe his minutes get extended a little bit. But again, keep in mind, um, both front end on the road, so I probably wouldn't want to be too aggressive on Wade. Uh, yeah. So let's get to the... Anybody else? And Winslow's fine. I mean, he's priced up, obviously. Um you know he's gonna he's pretty good counting stats. Maybe he could shoot the ball pretty well. Um, pretty good matchup I would say against the Pistons here too. Um, I still can't play Magruder, so that's kind of it there. So let's get to the white side Drummond matchup. Drummond has not been uh, very good uh, against white side. Um, per 36 in 56 minutes last year, he was just 17 11 uh, with two blocks on pretty solid shooting. His usage is up this year, so you know it's not a terrible play. Um, Whiteside, however, per 36, which he's not going to get the 36 minutes because he's not playing the fourth quarter anymore. Hasn't played the fourth quarter, I think, in five or six games now. 
Um, but he was 19 and 20 with 2.1 blocks. So he's pretty good against Drummond. But uh, let's see. I didn't really look at his price yet. He is actually that's pretty good. I don't I don't hate I don't hate Whiteside at seven three. Uh, again, I would probably prefer uh, some other guy, but you know can, he'll be low owned for sure. So I could see him having a decent game on that one. Um, Pistons wise, um, Blake's been pretty good against James Johnson. Sixty one minute sample against him last year. Twenty eight seven and six per thirty six. So I could see him having a pretty good game at home. Um, you know, I feel like he probably is going to play. We saw him sit out that Laker game on the road. That was mapped out well ahead of time. So I would think he's all right with the back-to-back. A pretty good matchup here. A team that they'll probably be competing with for a playoff spot, you would think. So I'm in with him. Uh, Bruce Brown's going to play a lot of minutes. But again, super low usage. His scoring's up a little bit. So maybe he has uh, 20 fantasy points in him at 3-7. I don't hate him. Uh, I think Reggie Bullock's going to play a bunch. He's still pretty cheap, so if you're going to go after this game, uh, say Richardson, those guys don't play, you want to stack that one. Uh, I think Bullock could be an option. Heat defend the three pretty well overall. Um, but, yeah, so that's something to think about. Regruiter's 3-5, so that's also another guy to think about. So, again, if those guys are out, that's kind of where you're looking. Uh, again, I would still play Derek Jones Jr. for the upside, just 4-1. That's pretty good. Okay, so we'll move on here. We got... Uh, how am I doing on this solo pod? I'm probably no Adam Levitan, although my dog's better. Brody's way more chills than Jerry. <laughs> Shout out to Adam. Anyways, um, we got Nets at Magic. Magic play tomorrow. Uh, still no Heat, no Dudley, no Levert. Bomba sounds like he's going to play. Uh, let's talk about the Nets first. I'm going to talk about Jared Allen, my boy. Um, first 2020 of his career destroyed these small ball Houston Rockets. Um, for I'm not doing a DFS pod tomorrow. Play Zubats, man. Uh, you think he smashes against the Lakers. Uh, coming off a career high 26 last night. Fun games last night, by the way. Except for the Bulls, of course. Uh, Levine went off on the Bulls, by the way. I won't talk about that. But anyways, so uh, Damari Carroll said that he's growing before our very eyes. Jared Allen, that is. And obviously everyone's talking him up. And they wanted to, quote, punish them early because they kept going small. Uh, so that's obviously not the case here with Vooch, but I still feel like Allen's going to play more because of his playing time. Um, on Wednesday, it was just the second time he's ever hit 10 minutes in the first quarter, uh, and then just the second time he played 12 minutes, it was technically 11.8, uh, and then he also, again, he just went off 18 and 18 in 29 minutes in the center list lineups. But yeah, okay, so I'm interested in Allen, I'm not too bullish he's probably gonna have higher ownership than you want but i feel like it's not a bad matchup they're gonna play him probably more um but yeah just kind of an okay play you know contrarian style uh i think i'd actually prefer white side given that they're kind of in the same neighborhood there but i still think Allen could be solid uh let's talk about d'angelo russell i'm gonna talk about the star of the show in a second but d'angelo russell didn't close and they they close with an interesting lineup here. You would think that Travion Graham wouldn't close, but he did. Their OT lineup was Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Carroll, Travion Graham, and Jared Allen. Uh, both Carroll and Joe played the entire t- fourth quarter as well. Mentioned Allen, 11.8. So the last time D'Angelo Russell didn't close, Atkinson said that he's going to be out there next time in closing and playing well. Last time that happened, he was right. I, D'Angelo went for 33 points in 34 minutes against the Hornets. So I feel like Russell's probably gonna be pretty low owned. Uh, he's only he's seven seven. That's not terrible. So I feel like I don't know good matchup. 
against D, uh, DJ Augustine and all those guys. So I feel like Russell could be a sneaky guy um, to, to put up some good numbers here. Uh, I, I could definitely see an explosion here. Um, but obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie was just the star of the show, and he's still pretty cheap. I mean, that was insane. 26 seconds left. Guy hits three threes. What was it? 25 points in the uh, fourth quarter in overtime. I think it was 17 in the fourth or whatever it was. 17-18. Just, he's just insane. He's four, He's 6,000. It's too cheap. So I'm down with that. Uh, let's talk about the front court here. So they they might start Travion again. So Ronnie Hollis Jefferson returned, played just seven minutes. That was a big surprise to me. We knew we had a minutes cap, but he returned from a much more severe adductor strain that he suffered in China in, what, late August? And they played him 20 minutes. So that was kind of weird that they played it, or 21 technically. Uh, so we'll see if they dial him up more. I think they like Travion for his uh, defense on Harden. So maybe RHA pulls a little bit more. I'm pretty much avoiding everybody except Joe Harris, who I don't really even love anyways. Uh, I feel like Rondo will probably be in the teens, maybe 20 minutes. It just depends on game flow. Um, just Atkinson will will pretty much go with the flow all the time, so you got to be careful there. I don't want to play Cool Roots or anybody like that. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the magic here. A uh, couple changes. St- Steve Clifford said, depends on how we play, if they're buyers or sellers. So if you're a season-long player and you have Vooch or... DJ Augustine or somebody like that, you're hoping the Magic win games here. Uh, especially Vooch, who's been just a difference maker in fantasy. Um, but yeah, maybe want to stash Bomba or Kim Birch or somebody. Anyways, Vooch went off against the Nets in the last time he played them last year. What was it 24, 15, and 5, if memory serves? So he should be, he's going to be chalk for sure. Um, obviously, we know the Nets give up big lines to centers. Much love to Jared Allen, but he gives up big lines, so he's going to be someone to play. A couple of rotation tweaks. They ran with Evan Fournier more in the second unit, and that was actually good. He had a good game against Detroit. So uh, Fournier, again, he's 5'9". That's a pretty good price for him against a team who usually defends the three well. Obviously, the Rockets shot 70 of them against them the other day. So that's something. Um, yeah, I feel like Fournier could exploit this matchup. Again, cheap enough where I'd want to play him. Minutes should be pretty good. Uh, starting to get, his, get, get going again. Uh, another dart throw if you want to get a uh, cheap point guard. Obviously, like the other guys more. But I think Isaiah Briscoe is going to get over 20 minutes. Um, he's play, He's he's getting more kind of ball handling chances. Uh, feels like Clifford's starting to trust him more. Uh, obviously, they, they're running a nine-man rotation now, which is really good. Uh, Terrence Ross coming in hot. Uh, at times, he, he can get hot all the time. But for another 500, just play 48 to me. Uh, and Jonathan Isaac, man. Probably the only guy on my fantasy team that I'm really frustrated with, uh, and for my season longs, he's had eight straight sub 15 usage rate games. Like he's turned into Dante Cunningham on offense. The blocks have fell off, fallen off, but he's so cheap, man. I think it's a good matchup for him. So another cheap guy if you want to throw out there. I always like him. Um, they're gonna have probably smaller guys put on him. Um, you know whether it be Rondé or Core Roots, who's solid, not the best defender either. So he's cheap enough for you want to play him. Gordon's all right. I'm not like loving him, but yeah. Anyways, I guess we can move on to a different game here. Gordon seven two. That's pretty. That's fine. I'll move on to Spurs one eleven, Wolves one thirteen. No Tyus Gorgie Jang birthday. Uh, Ryan Saunders said they want to shoot more threes and more layups. Cat uh, has not been very good against the Marcus Aldridge 66-minute sample. He's just 14 and 13 and six 
Sorry for the extra and on 37%. Last year, 17-10 on 49% in a 90-minute sample. So, But um, one of those games was with Jimmy. Like Cat's, Cat's going to be a monster. I feel like, again, the stats say he's going to struggle. But he's gonna he's just ridiculous. Like exclude the MB doesn't count, but he was going for like thirty and seventeen and three blocks, I and mean, the guy's gonna just smash. So again, stats say he could struggle, but um I'm fully against going into stats here and just playing cat just because he's just gonna crush. Um Derek Rose returning does cap him just a smidge, but I still am in on that. Um no Tyus means we should probably get more minutes out of Josh Kogi. They're going to probably play Rose more at the point to give Jeff Teague, um, you know, at least some rest, obviously. But Teague's pretty cheap, too. Teague is 6-2 against the Spurs. Tougher, going to get a lot of Derek White, so tough matchup there. But um, you got to like that price for Jeff Teague, who looks to be healthy now after that little ankle scare uh, about a week ago. Um, but, yeah, he looks fine. Had, what, 10 assists in the last game, whatever it was. So he's, he's been playing better. So it, it's 6-2. That's it's pretty solid. Um and then I'm not really touching Taj, not really touching the homie Dario, and I don't really like Wiggins. Wiggins hasn't been very good against the Spurs either. He's six seven. I'd rather just play Fournier for the extra money. Okay, so Spurs, I don't have a lot going on here either. I'm always down for Derek White. Uh, you can't get him super cheap anymore, but he does just so many different things that he'll find ways to get value for. He's five nine. I think I'd prefer Teague in a pinch. Um, especially with um, no ties, you feel like his minutes would get extended a, a little bit more out. Uh, and then Patty Mills is playing pretty well too. So White, if they fall behind, they may go with Patty Mills late. I don't think they're going to. This should be a pretty close game. Um, not too into Aldrich. Um, not too into Brent Forbes or really anybody else. I'm kind of off this one more than most games. Uh, let's just move on here. We got Cavs on the front end. Yikes. Uh, at Jazz 115. No Nance, no Tristan, no Nawaba, no Love. It's going to be the Ante Zizit show. Like, if you're looking for guys who are dirt cheap, who are going to play big minutes, that's your man. He's 4 2. Um, again, Cousins is right there in that neighborhood. So I would, you know, uh, just play Cousins. But uh, if you want to fade Boogie for whatever reason and you want somebody cheap to build your lineup, that's probably the guy I would start with. Um, again, they're going to play Channing Fry. They might even start Channing Fry, but I think Zizic is the guy I'd want to play. Actually, I would hope they start Channing Fry to keep Zizic away from Gobert, uh, at least for a little bit. But either way, this guy's pretty high usage offensively, pretty decent rebounder, terrible defender. Garbage time for sure is probably going to go to him. So um, that's a, a really strong, cheap option for me. Uh, I don't really like anybody else for Cleveland. This team's just so bad. They're going to get blown out. They may not even score 80 points tonight. They're they're just terrible. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's fine. He's 5'3". That's not bad. Uh, so I like him. Jetty Osman got pulled the last game. Uh, they went with more Jaron Blossom game. So it's just it's just a disaster. I mean, you got Rodney Hood revenge game. That's, I guess, something to consider. Uh, for another back-to-back, you think he probably sits tomorrow. So I guess you want to play Rodney Hood at 4'3". Maybe. Um, I think he played pretty well against them in the last game. Alec Burks, same thing, five thousand. That's pretty. That's fine too. Uh, could give Alec Burks some love if you want to get that in there. That's probably as far as I would go. <sighs> Jazz, not too much going on here. I always like Joe Ingles. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive now. He's six four, but that's still fine. Uh, Cleveland can't defend. I think Utah's probably got one hundred and ten points in him. Um, Donovan Mitchell's really expensive now. It's a bad matchup. Bad. 
uh, or favorable matchup, excuse me, bad defensive matchup for him. Uh, he could definitely go off. They're not going to be able to guard him. Um, Gobert's just been killing on the glass. Again, nobody here that is like a super-duper strong play just because it's going to be a blowout. But uh, I like him. I think Royce O'Neal's not a terrible play at a cheap price. So probably plays maybe some garbage time. He's 4 nine. It's a little bit more expensive than I want, though. Um, yep. Okay. So I'm good there. Move on to the last game. Good one here. Pelicans 115 at Blazers 118. Mohark was still questionable. So obviously Pelicans mopped the floor with the Blazers in the postseason. And Drew Holiday totally locked down Dame in the playoffs. He scored 5.5 points uh, on 37.5 possessions per game. So that was a you saw, you saw, like, there's a reason why people thought Stotts was, was going to get fired because they kept trapping those pick and rolls. But, anyways, um, surprisingly, it was not Drew on Dame in the first game. It was Tim Frazier with 32 possessions for the most, 13 for Drew. So, I don't know, man. Like, I'm a little scared to play Drew Holiday given what just happened. So, I'm kind of off this one, too, except for really AD because, I mean, he's Anthony Davis. Um, they are going to put. Um, Joseph Nurkic on him. Nurkic guarded him much more than anybody else in the playoffs last year. So, you know, I don't really think that's going to be a negative. AD's totally unguardable. So, if you want to play him on the road, again, should be a close game. Hope he doesn't go to the locker room. That'll be fine. Um, I don't hate Drew Holiday either. 8-8. Um, he's going to play huge minutes in this ma- in this matchup. They should score a little bit. Um you're going to have to worry about Randall and Miritich kind of canceling each other out sometimes. Miritich was hot in the last game. So if you're looking for... Um, Miritich is 6-2. That's not terrible. And then Randall's probably still too pricey. Yeah, he's still too pricey at 7-8. Just play... I'd rather play Whiteside, actually. Or even uh, Jared Allen. All right, so that'll do it for today. Solo pod. Hopefully it went well for you guys. And lots, so much going on here. Should be a really fun night. You guys take care, enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.